This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ हफ्ता टुडे ऑन द पैनल वी हैव अ गेस्ट अक्रॉस द ओशंस इन अनदर टाइम जोन सिटिंग अप एट नाइट वेरी काइंडली जॉइनिंग अस ऑन द हफ्ता अर्नब रे वेलकम अर्नब थैंक यू फॉर हैविंग मी अर्नब इज आल्सो नोन एज ग्रेट बोंग इफ यू आर अ ट्विटर रेगुलर ही हैज रिटन फाइव बुक्स ही रन्स हिज ब्लॉग कॉल्ड greatbong.net आई विल I have a few things to ask him about this bongness because I have a bong friend who I'm always arguing with about being bong. Okay. He writes regularly on various issues including politics. He has a podcast called Attention Plus. That's P L I S S. He is a computer scientist by profession. He works in cybersecurity. So even as we talk to him he may be hacking into our systems only to find <laughs> nothing of consequence. His books are May I Have Your Attention Plus. You clearly play a lot with the Desi pronunciation of words, huh? I do, I do, I and it it was a very good choice to choose that uh, first title of the book because whenever I go to a train or airport, you always hear that. May I have your attention, please? They're always plugging my book. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is a friend of mine, Rocky. When we used to have him, I played and we were driving all over. He used to say someone should start a condom called Dipper. Because then it'll always use, use dipper at night. Use dipper at night. Write that. Right? Free publicity. Man, it's a great. I said, now you've got the name. Now all you need is a factory and latex. Anyway, uh, then he's written a book called The Mine, uh, Yatrik, Sultans of Delhi, or is it Sultans of Delhi? What's the correct pronunciation? Sultans, Sultans of Delhi. Sultans. Okay. A session and the Mahabharat murders, which is fiction. In case some one of our audience members thought that you're going to dissect every vad. in mahabharat explaining why it was a murder but anyway that is not what it's about for those of you not in the know on that note i will quickly plug a few of our announcements we have a new nl sena project that is news laundry sena that keeps news independent and free this sena project first of all thank you all who contributed to the last few sena projects we came up with some great ground reports on those and hopefully those shall win some awards some more awards as we go forward as you know we won a red ink award this year thank you uh this one is on who owns your media we are doing like a deep dive this doesn't require going from location to location but this requires going through the filings with the ministry of corporate affairs of various media houses how those patterns have changed are those up to speed then checking with other sources is that the correct holding pattern because who owns your media has a big impact on how you know stuff is covered in the news so the target for that is 350000 we would like to raise that money so that we can get a completely up to speed who owns your media chart going those of you who have been following us from the beginning would remember we had done this when we were just launched but there's so many more media houses now so we need to do that secondly please mark our newsletters not as spam as not spam you know because since we send it to you these just technology aise hai ki it is just automatically relegated to spam in many cases so those of you who get in your inbox if you mark it as not spam you'll be able to read all the new stuff we're doing so we please recommend you mark it as not spam because we have started using a new email client and a lot of you have been getting our newsletters which go into spam so because of this change of our email client please adjust and may I also at this point request you to please subscribe 
to news laundry pay to keep news free unless you keep media free and independent it will die it is up to you to make sure news serves you and not the powers that be because news was envisaged as a public service you can't let it serve those who need to keep you in check unless you stand up you'll just have to sit down all your lives so on the panel we have anand vardhan hello a uh, in house man of few words but profound words nevertheless and manisha the lady with wit Hi. and a show of her own and an award all three <laughs> who will give us the headlines before we start discussing yes. what made news what didn't and what should have biggest news of the week was of course india uh, having its stance vindicated in the international court of justice we've managed to get uh, a verdict that says that pakistan should review uh their death penalty to kulbushan jadhav and that they should be granting access consular access to uh, they should grant india the consular access to kulbushan and it wasn't a fair trial Uh, they haven't ordered, yeah yeah they but have. they haven't um, they haven't said anything on uh, civilian court or army court okay. they've just said that you should have given consular access right. and that you should uh, review your death penalty hmm. and i think uh, the one time you really feel good about your indian tv news channels was when i watched pakistani t- tv news channels yesterday all of them just completely telling lies telling lies and saying hmm. ki ye to india ke muh pe tamacha hai and all that hmm. so uh and um, the, the mea of course in india responded to that and said pakistan has its own compulsions to lie to its people the karnataka crisis is uh, just deepening as we speak and abibi i think it's uh, the chief minister may just resign that's what i'm hearing uh, is the latest but the speaker examined the 11 resignations uh, he said that uh, eight of them were not in proper order and the remaining five are found to be in order uh the mla's congress mla's and jds mla's are very unhappy they've gone to supreme court to challenge the speaker's decision how complicated can it be to write a resignation i mean how can you go wrong like i resign full stop <laughs> signature okay hmm there was a lot of turmoil in the media industry uh in one particular channel tiranga tv that got everyone in the media talking uh tiranga is apparently shutting shop they've sacked some 200 employees there was a big twitter spat between barkhadat and well it was a one sided spat where barkhadat was alleging a lot of things uh, of uh, on pramla sibul and kapil sibul she said that her contract was not honored she's going to take them to court she's going to have a longer discussion on this also another uh, publication very old publication shut down i forgot the yeah, name the bombay any... the publication from bombay that is supposed to be um terrible news coming in from bombay like in every monsoon a building collapsed this monsoon too a building collapsed in dongri at least 40 people came under it uh, 11 people died this was just supremely tragic there was another building in himachal pradesh solan where 28 people died but that didn't get much play dongri got a lot of play through the day the himachal pradesh building collapsed in moha mitra has decided to file a criminal defamation case against sudhir choudhury that whole plagiarism not plagiarism spat has gone When to the she legal. asked for a yeah. parliament that there should be a, what what yeah. did she expect they what she wanted him summoned she wanted him summoned hmm. privilege privilege motion correct hmm. um that didn't happen but now she's taken the legal route which is terrible terrible idea i think Uh, Pakistan has reopened its airspace for India's flight, and apparently the Indian airlines lost about 550 crore because of this. Air India lost a lot of mm. money. And then Lok Sabha has passed the NIA Amendment Bill, which is a National Investigative Agen- Investigation Agency bill. It empowers them to do a lot more now uh, without yeah. having to collaborate with state uh, police and the home ministries. in different states yeah they can but, investigate into human trafficking and cyber terrorism they've just in, i mean they have always had the power but now it has gone into a few more areas and one of the criticisms is that it erodes the federal structure further 
then the flood situation in assam and bihar is really really uh, worrying uh, in fact i was watching the images from assam much of kaziranga is almost 90% of that reserve mm. is underwater you know i saw f- image of a tiger having gone into a shop to mm. save itself it was exhausted and this is happening as the national citizenship registry is also hearings of that were due today mm. so people who had to go for the hearing couldn't make it and the supreme court is going to be requested by the center to extend its 31st of july deadline so that's a bit of a mess the rajasthan high court has asked lawyers not to use my lord while addressing judges well done my lords finally just i'm hoping for your lordship your lordships kangana ranawat sends legal note we'll discuss kangana ranawat <laughs> what i had predicted last week has come true but <laughs> we'll just discuss really that this is really funny though <laughs> chandrayaan 2 the launch was rescheduled for 22nd yeah. of july the first launch was called off because of some hitches and the hunger report has a worrying sign food security is worsening in south asia and this on the backdrop of the climate change um, information that's coming i saw a report on how antarctic ice melting has reached a stage where they're assuming that in another 10 years if we don't fix it it'll be we'll be over the cliff we cannot pull back oh and neha dikshit got the 2019 international press freedom award i would like to plug the media rumble again she's going to be there at the media rumble to speak to attend her session we have a lot of speakers we have jaggi coming we have prasanna from swaraj we have shekhar gupta from print we have gulzar from bombay we have vinisha pandey from <laughs> news laundry we have dhanya rajendran from the news minute all over the country we have lots of speakers and then this rather strange case of ranchi court had <laughs> asked a student for an alleged communal post to distribute the quran and then a few days later they said okay don't don't, don't distribute the quran <laughs> yeah this was we'll funny. discuss that in a little more detail but first let's go back to great bong arnab hello yes okay before we get into the news and what you make of it by the way i saw someone on twitter was cursing nris today who was it where are you arnab which part of the us uh i stay in los angeles in the Ale. greater los angeles area to see alle rande ho wahan the bathere punjabi hain i hardly interact with anybody over here actually I come here like it's been a year that i have been here so I, primarily i used to be in maryland then i moved to chicago for two years and now i'm in la so i've kind of been moving from one place to another so chicago your monkey cap must have been much used <laughs> In Chicago the place I used to stay was full of Russian emigres from oh communism God. who who looked at everybody very suspiciously <laughs> they, it was they like 2 they... years of stay, staying in a communist state actually when I was in Chicago those russian topis are even warmer than bengali monkey caps of course those are <laughs> those are the ones to go for to have. so what do you do in la arnab so uh, i am like professionally uh, i am a medical device uh, cyber security r- research guy so i try to secure uh, medical devices to prevent them from being hacked so you have pacemakers you have insulin pumps all of them just like your phone now have wireless uh, on bluetooth so somebody could potentially hack them and uh, the consequences of that are pretty scary because somebody could give you a shock from outside somebody could give you an overdose of insulin uh, wow. and these things have happened so we try to prevent them from happening so when i was young and you told someone you make my heart skip a beat someone could actually be doing that like literally absolutely and they wow. can do it without you knowing also so oh dear love has a whole new meaning So I I want to ask you you know I have a podcast called the awful and awesome and my co-host is Bong 
and uh-huh. she's always ma- making fun of my punjabiness or anything punjabi or north indian or cinema like culture begins and ends in bengal is it a very bong thing do you see that around in your family are you a bong boy are you a Kol- kolkata boy do you guys look down on yes, everybody sir. else uh, yes i am a kolkata boy and in and in calcutta as you know that punjabis are are not are considered to be something you wear i hope you know that <laughs> So uh so kurtas are called punjabi so Oh I didn't know that Are you yeah, so punjabi jutti not kurta I mean, we grew up knowing that you know what punjabis are something you wear Uh I think yes you you you're right uh, it's it's been said of the, of the french and I think it holds true for bengalis too that the greatest business opportunity is uh and I hope I get this right is to buy a bengali at the price he's worth and sell a bengali at the price he thinks he's worth <laughs> good one all so, right so uh i think i think a lot of to be a little bit serious i think a lot of uh linguistic groups in india and bengalis aren't the only one who suffer from i'll consciously using the word suffer suffer from a sense of superiority in terms of culture and uh, bengalis perhaps more so because we've because of our political choices Uh, our we've kind of lost some of the sheen that we used to have so what we do is we like to hark back to our past right. um and as you can see even mamata banerjee likes to insert herself into the list of great bengalis so that's <laughs> and the reason why she does that is because everybody likes to look at the past it's like oh we had vidya sagar oh we had rabindranath tagore oh we had satyajit ray oh there's mamata banerjee too So that's why she also feels the urge to insert herself culturally into that into that things that Bengalis feel proud of and so there, there is a, a reason for that. So there are many great bongs offline but online there is only one and we have him here with us. So Arnav I'd like to kick off this with first comments from Anand Vardhan. I'll just lay the context. There was a girl a young girl I don't know if she was in college Richa Bharti who shared every news item that i've seen shared objectionable post against a community and no one explains what obje- what is the what objection what is that objection people are, batao, yeah toh. even i am always like ye objectionable tha kya so commonly sensitive so does anyone know what was richa bharti's objectionable post against the community anyway whatever that post was someone complained who complained by the way was it a political activist no, or no. just some religious activist but someone complained and the judicial magistrate manish kumar singh asked her to donate four copies of the quran to government owned education institution and one to the complainant mansoor khalifa who is member of the sadar anjuman committee so this person is involved of course she said she will not do it and then the court went back they said okay you will be granted bail you don't have to distribute the quran now on this anand i see a lot of discussion online and as usual in a polarized times people have have uh, you know very radical views about this what what is your view on this kind of a judgment in a larger context and on this particular coverage of this case do you think it has been covered enough does it is it worthy of more coverage or is it a footnote and banal like you have often say oh it's a, it is banal only because it went to uh, a court it made news because these kinds of posts from various communities we see on hmm. social networking sites so it is not something that was very uh, very unusual kind of post it may be objectionable but hmm. not unusual in these times hmm. 
so uh, I, whatever little i have read and except which was uh, contested see was contradicting the action reaction theory that why some violence uh, perpetrated on a particular community only radicalizes that community to violent acts why okay. uh, so she's saying this whole thing of being radicalized mm-hmm. because they violence mm-hmm. against them it was only unique to them uh, so it as he was contesting that this action reaction justification of terrorism is wrong i see so oh, what is so objection so, about it so uh, and uh, for an fir uh, that may have be the longer post but the short excerpt that i read was about that and that was debated upon i so, see so uh, it may be so that's so uh, are you aware so you just know that is the you don't know exact post you know the whole no one no, seems uh, to know that hmm. that was a part of the post okay. but that was most debated i, I think i hmm. assume that was most debated but because hmm. that was splashed all over the media right. so so uh, there may be other objectionable parts in it hmm. so uh, but of course what what i'm saying that it went to the court that's why it's being debated otherwise it if is if you scan social media there are yeah, so, they're, they're so, way worse yeah, yeah i so, so, so many posts like sure. that and if you take uh, cognizance of each and every post there would be no other news to share right. so so means uh, this uh, there's that's why i'm saying i say that uh, without selectivity we are in times there is no media possible now because there are millions of things exactly. happening millions of people saying millions of yeah. things you can i think about uh, a, a, a yeah. billion minutes upload on <laughs> yes. the internet in various forms every day what are you going to do about it manisha your take on this if you have any at all no take but i think uh, there was someone who suggested on twitter that instead of donating quran she should donate kebabs and <laughs> hindus should donate alu puri like in such cases so pet bhi bharega aur zakham bhi so i thought yeah that's but, that's sec- a better idea <laughs> just donate but, some but, food but since when has kebab become a muslim dish ha yeah? ha huh? but mean, i think hindus nahi karenge na kebabs kyu depend karta hai kaun sa hindu aap punjab jao to aap kebab ke bina kuch karenge nahi tikka that's tikka koi baat nahi once once they are drunk <coughs> tikka is as good as a kebab just like peter scott is as good as shivas regal uh, great bong your take on this and its coverage kebab and alu you think it should have led to a bigger debate on judicial overreach no it shouldn't have it shouldn't have commanded the amount of coverage that it did this is again an example of First of all, I don't know if you've seen this but there is there are some of these viral videos of an American judge uh that is widely shared on Facebook where uh you know people who have been convicted of petty crimes come to him yes. and then he gives these very innovative judgments. And he's got very kind uncle face with specs very <laughs> serious. Yes, I know yes, the one you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, very 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 like exactly very classical kind uncle face and he always is very wise and yes uh, and, and i think this guy was going for something like this but he majorly missed <laughs> uh majorly missed um i think there's also this scene if you remember in gandhi hmm. where one of the rioters comes to gandhi ji when during yes. the calcutta riots and he says i, I think it was ompuri who was correct. doing that that i bashed yeah, a girl killed, i've hmm. killed a muslim or something or i've killed a hindu something i've hmm. some, some somebody he had killed and gandhi said you know take a child of and rear him up as your own don't rear him up as muslim rear him up as hindu or i could have been getting the religion wrong hmm. but this is this is what happens when you watch too much of that and uh decide that again this this doesn't seem i'm not a lawyer but this doesn't seem to be something which is which he can i don't know if he can actually do this you know set like random arbitrary terms for 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 providing bail 
Actually, that's um, an interesting view because uh, what can they do? Because I remember when I was in news track back in, um, I think this was 96 or 97, Aaj Tak had just started. And I went and covered the story. It became this big thing. This guy who had misbehaved with a woman uh, and it had gone to court at Patiala House. It was Patiala Tisadari. And the judge had said, you will come every day to my court and stand in the corner over there as punishment. So that's what that guy had to come every day and do. And I went and I, of course, I couldn't shoot inside. I asked him, Aap aake, ke he said, Madam, allow me. <laughs> it's been happening for a while, but I, I don't know. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Arnab. And, and, and again, that's, <laughs> I don't even know the legality, whether this is legally valid. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's entirely silly. And I don't think that if, if, the, if the objective of the judge was to cure bigotry, hmm. and again, if if the judges are going to be in this country are going to be concerned about bigotry expressed on social media then that's the only thing they will be doing yeah uh, so again asking somebody to to distribute quran or distribute gita he could have done it for somebody else i don't know if you guys follow tiktok but there are so many objectionable things not against religions per se but against good taste exactly the dance man some of those dance moves or, like kill me yes <laughs> so so there was there was this tiktok there was again this tiktok video which got a lot of coverage i don't know if you're following it which was like a group of uh, you know similarly commun similar communal hate speech right on tiktok i think this girl uh, they, this this girl i forgotten what her name was but she actually referred to that in mm. one of the videos that i saw you know those guys who are i think major tiktok stars say this and nobody does anything so this is the exactly the kind of what about that guy that you get into when you start going down this route so uh, her yeah, name it's, is it's again something name... which got too much coverage but i i totally understand that this is something which would get coverage given the nature of what the judge asked uh, that uh, lady to do her, her name is Richa Bharti. Also, there is a class monitor psyche in many judges that they behave as class monitors like uh, well, uh, I, like conductors. Uh, you see DTC buses earlier mm. when someone was caught ticketless. Mm. One of the ways to get out was to do sit-ups on mm. the road. <laughs> now, that is not a punishment for a ticketless travel. Right. But, but people uh, want... Uh, so, judges, particularly in lower courts, have some have this uh, itch of judicial statesmanship because they really uh, get chance to sue it. In fact, there so, was a very so, nice scene in this film called uh, Tickly and Atom Bum. I forgot the exact name where there's this judge from a district court and they basically chepo judgments because landmark judgment this should be read out they yeah. it's not their language they ask someone to write it for them and they basically want to be noticed by but coming to the age of bigotry i think later in the podcast because we also have arnab with us we'll discuss this one what trump's uh, in his rally when he said send her back yeah and the crowd chanted and even you know full-time trump ass kissers like pierce morgan have had to write articles searing him so I mean, maybe we are in the age of bigotry but before we come to that I'd just like to discuss what's happening in our world the news media world so we have three stories so we can just discuss all three in one shot one is what happened with Taranga TV and Barkhadat one is the newspaper called the Afternoon Dispatch and Courier it's a Bombay publication it's a very old newspaper has shut operations and laid off everybody and uh, well Taranga TV was a channel that had been after long Jaddu Jahed, three, four years. Those of you who don't know, 
in the five years of the Modi government, uh, not a single news channel other than Arnab's channel, not Arnab Ray, but Arnab Goswami's channel was given the license or the <laughs> go-ahead. In fact, there were many non-news channels also whose licenses were pending and they're still pending even as we speak. After a lot of kind of jumping through hoops, Kapil Sibbal had launched the Ranga TV, which wasn't a new license, it was an old existing license of a South-based channel. Conversion where, channel. <laughs> yeah, which it was a channel that had been yeah. taken over by them. And Barkhadat was not the editor, but she was a consultant. She had a show. Mr. Thapad had a show. Uh, and of course, they started, I think, six for six months before election. Yeah. And now it's shut down. Election is over. Congress lost resoundingly. And that has led to a fracas. And it has led to her calling him that apna vakil tactics. He has a, she has accused Mrs. Sibyl, who was the promoter of the channel, of abusing people, using foul language. They have, in an interview to The Wire, said that everyone has been paid for, compensated adequately. And now the National Commission of Women have stepped in and said ki, we will take cognizance of Barkhadat's complaint against Kapil Sibbal's wife. And basically, it has become a big tamasha. So that is the context. Let me start with Arnab. Have you been following this? I, I have been. And the reason why I've been following, among others, is because being a fan of 90s Bollywood, if you call a channel by the name of Tiranga TV, which is which is the Tiranga is the name of an iconic 90s movie, which is in the in the league of so bad it's good, oh. which which has which has <laughs> which is Nana Patekar and uh, the legendary Raj Kumar Saab uh, wearing <laughs> wearing for some strange reason a choker throughout yes. the movie, which has the Indian flag on it. <laughs> it is a lot of bizarre choices mm. in that movie and this is hardly one this is hardly the biggest one of them but any channel which decides to call itself tiranga tv it's like i would definitely notice that channel so yes i was i was following this story and i uh, yeah so again it, uh, for me the opinion of, it's just pretty obvious that this was a channel in which the promoters basically uh, went you know they bet on the congress or being coming to power and the uh, and the resultant influence they would get as a result of that, right. and then it didn't happen, and now this this what's happening is is the inevitable. I mean, it's always an ugly situation when you know it's it's really tragic for anybody when people get hired as as uh, Barkhadat was saying that people had other offers and they came to this television channel based on I guess trust, and then you know they lose the opportunity and 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 this happens. It's extremely tragic, and why. There's some kind of enjoyment, you know, watching, you know, two people, two big, you know, one big media personality and one big political personality kind of go go at each other. Uh, I mean, there's, there's yeah, that, you know, the, the, the joy of watching that. But other than that, I totally feel for the employees and that, you know, that the pictures of these bouncers kind of escorting them out. But you, you're you know, a I've big seen believer that in the, myself so but, many times. I know what a big tragedy that is. But you're a believer in the markets. Do you think? Legally, I mean, public shaming aside, legally, there should be any expectation from the promoter of the channel to compensate for six months. I mean, do you think that would be a, a, a advisable precedent to set? If so you're again, if you're shutting down, if you do a shutdown notice, of you dissolve a company or there's there's a liquidation, you know, notice. Do you think six months is an adequate or a desirable kind of expectation? I think six months is actually more than what, at least I, I've worked in I've worked in the U.S. for many years now. I think the way severance packages work 
is usually it's a function of how long you've worked hmm. and what rank you are. Now, I understand that, that this channel has not been in existence for more than six months. So it's normally not that you get one month for every month worked. Hmm. Uh, so I think six months severance is rather generous for okay. everyone. Uh, as a matter of practice, uh, if this would have happened in the U.S., I don't think anybody would have even expected six months of severance. People would be lucky to get even like two weeks of severance in this case. Manisha? So um, this isn't the first uh, case of a shutdown or a firing. After elections, we've had a number of firings. You've had one in Scroll where they had almost 20 people laid off. You had first post, which is backed by the Ambani, by the uh, Reliance, shut down its newspaper. Again, 20 people fired. That was also a fly-by-night. They just came before elections and then shut shop hmm. soon after the elections. Tiranga was again one of them. And of course, we know what happened here. But uh, the problem here is that in most, um, when there's a layoff, in many of the cases like HT Scroll, even first post, you, there's a clear communication with the employees and they're told that, okay, we are shutting shop and this is your severance. We're giving you two months, three months or one month and it's closing down. Sometimes there's a sort of a warning that, okay, start looking in the next two months, we'll have layoffs. Or there's like, okay, we're shutting. I think in Network 18's case also, they were told that, okay, we're shutting down and here's your package and whatever. Which is, and that I think it's fair because you can't force a company to keep you hired if it's just not viable. What is specific to Taranga's cases, there's been no communication. There was literally no one from the management telling the employees what's happening, that we're shutting. There's still no clarity on whether they're shutting down or not. Still. So that was really, really, I think it was, I think the employees are completely justified in their protests because, boss, at least tell us. And many of them were told that, okay, we'll run for two years. You know, there's a verbal assurance given, which again, you can't take to them to court for, but still. A lot of the young employees, like I saw some tweets by ACJ students who had joined Tiranga and they said they came for placement to our college. They said, we're going to run, we have money for two years and all that. So that's the ethics part of it. At least I think the least you could do is clearly communicate to your employees and say that, boss, we're shutting shop, start looking. Hmm. And the legal aspect, I think Newsman had a very interesting piece on some of the things that the employees can contest. And they quote one Ganguly versus Central Indian Water case where the judgment says that the mode of making effective provision for securing the right to work cannot be given, cannot be by giving employment to a person and then without any reason throwing him out of employment. So here I think they could go to the labor court, they could go to the industrial courts and maybe there's a case there. But for me, more than a legal issue, it's really in bad form. You know, you really don't run companies like this. And this is Kapil Sibyl, Pramila Sibyl. You're like prominent people. You, A lot of people would come on board because of your names. Hmm. Or not, uh, depending, depending, not, depending on how wise but, you are. You, know, but you, anyway. think of, you think of the money, you think that okay, at least paisa to hai. Do saal to chala lenge, kyunki paisa to hai. Anand, you have a view on this? No, not much, but a lot of things have been said already covered. Hmm. But uh, just to add to Arnab's list of uh, the tacky things that have been named Tiranga. Hmm. So, in 90s only... There was another scene product. Um, so uh, there was a very popular uh, Gutka brand called Tiranga. Really? Yes. And it had uh, inspired some um, folk songs also. So it was. Tiranga <laughs> 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 Gutka. Yes. So, I'm uh, <laughs> so yes. I, I, I think patriotism can be used to sell anything. I, the, the, one of the big ads of these pan masala type things is if you go to cinemas, he's a UN peacekeeper. And he's obviously in these Kosovo-type places. He gets into his armored vehicle. 
and this you know this this war destroyed neighborhood and he gets out and they look at him suspiciously because there are all these arms and suddenly takes a football out takes a little mouthful of gutka and plays with them and say dusron ke liye jio to kuch jia type i was like okay like there's nothing like a maroon beret who eats pan masala like okay <laughs> maroon beret is the universal sign for a para commando by the way sorry did i cut you short yes. anand more no. uh, things named after tiranga yes <laughs> so, um, no i uh, not specific to media industry but few generalities that uh, what i'm saying is that this uh, um, already there is a, the patterns of youth employment and middle class psyche already is there is a very deep divide between the secure public sector jobs and private sector yes. jobs and this kind of incidents uh, send a negative message yeah. they they kind of uh, um, uh, what can i say strengthen the already very entrenched views about the working of the private sector and p- public sector though certain state governments have also now gone into contract uh, form of employment in for certain posts hmm. uh, yet, yet the um, bias in favor of the government jobs and public sector jobs these incidents have a ripple effect on that yeah so people so, want so more of that in fact yeah. they are in fact know, dd is hiring dd is hiring so <laughs> those who want secure jobs journalists yes. can go there so, <laughs> not that i mean favor of permanent tenure i am not but uh, these uh, incidents do play a role in strengthening of that already very deep entrenched social psyche um so actually i have lots to say on this issue and they are parallel but unconnected so my view on one does not mean it reflects on my view of the other but i think one of the biggest problems with this barkha kapil shit show played out was the complete ignorance of our community of news professionals and that is tragic in my view it's like there was a uh, let me first address the discourtesy of running an establishment no one knows what's happening so on that i think complete mismanagement no one knew what was happening is it shutting is it not shutting as manisha there's still no statement has gone out although in the interview it's pretty clear she's shutting it down in the wire but interview but not addressing the so, employees so yeah but so so that's one aspect the second aspect is barkha's rant about you have to pay 6 months how dare we will protest outside we will you know we will not vacate and then security guards are sent and they say oh why are they bouncers here and this led to a negotiation between the sibbles and some representative of the employees i will bet money nothing will come of it just like those 100 odd people who were protesting outside the network 18 offices a few years ago on being laid off hung out there for 20 days and then went home i think it shows our community in a very bad light by our community i mean news professionals it shows our ignorance and uh, expectation of being vips today's business pages i don't know if any of you read the newspaper e-commerce platform shop clues has laid off 200 people some with one week's salary they're going to be laying off the rest who are left because they're thinking they'll sell to snapdeal they aren't now the negotiation that happened with the sibbles and the representatives only happened because some very otherwise sensible journalists who i know were tweeting and retweeting how dare sibble do this so there was an intimidation legally they're not required to layoffs are happening every single day all over the world and like arnab said a week was given when lehman happened i don't know whether you were there people were given like not even a day's notice and at that time the general narrative was bankers are evil so you know there was not there were not 
you know morchas taking out in their support shop clues guys all have gone home quietly the expectation that because i am a journalist how dare i be fired economy is ridiculous and the other aspect is the when people like barkha who are so ignorant on law and ironically her twitter profile says wanna be lawyer well thank god for that it didn't work out i remember when she quit ndtv her expectation that all her shows would be her ip how dare i not be allowed to take them why why you why not the cameraman why not the sound recordist why are you special i think journalists in our country because they all come from one class believe they are special and should be treated specially and in my view across you know the board this for me showed the ignorance and the vip expectations of journalists you can accuse him of discourtesy you can accuse him, but if you're going to bully him into giving you money you're extorting just like you accused the right of bullying flipkart or whoever into disowning amir khan we will not buy from you they didn't i mean legally there was no position but fucking you're scared of twitter mobs and this was a twitter mob at play against a man you may not like but it was a twitter mob there's mm. no reason he has to do what he has to do i don't agree if if you finish Please, i could yeah. say so barkha's bit is that in this case i don't i haven't read her contract but her claim is that there's a one year assurance no not I've her been, contract the 6 months yeah, but she's she saying talking about legality in the context that i'll take them to court because they haven't paid me my dues that's and fine, she's but saying one we haven't year. seen her contract but that's her claim and i mean i don't think mm. she'd be lying about it I'd, i mean that no, would no, be a I'm very big lie to no no i'm saying about her 6 months that everybody should be paid 6 months and then she said 3 months because i think employees wanted 6 months i mean whatever that was a uh, statement i think she gave but on the twitter mob look what do you do when you're coming to the newsroom every day there's no clarity from the management there's no editor addressing you you've been told ki apna equipment wapas karo you've not been told like one month ka basic salary is really nothing and one month salary is not one month salary is basic so then what do you do you take to twitter and say tag couple civil and say address us tell us what's happening so i think it's completely justified no what is justified asking them to address you asking them to pay you 6 months See, again we are they're asking for 3 months we're clubbing whether it's 3 months we're clubbing everything together what address what like i said you want to call him out for discourtesy you want to call him out for but saying that you will pay us 6 months or we will create a danga outside your house i just think it wouldn't have happened if they had addressed even if they had said 1 month salary but they'd called their employees and said look this is the shit we're in and we're running into trouble and here your peers you're like one month or whatever i don't think there'd be so many protests i think But everything snowballed because of the mismanagement and i think 3 months is generally like mint ht scroll these guys have given 3 months of basic so it's a another thing that comes to light from this is we really need some sort of standard laws that govern the media industry in terms of packages severance notice periods we don't have that we have the working journalists at prints and digital guys don't have it but we need to have some basics Uh, to sort of set some basic standards in the absence of that i think everyone goes with okay every company has gotten 3 months so we're going to demand 3 months 6 months no one gives i don't think anyone's given unless until you're an editor i think abp ndtv did it with some people who've been with them for very long hmm. so they gave them i think in abp's case they even gave one year to employees who've been with them for like 24 years and all that and there of course sure people feel sad they may have bitterness but the tamasha doesn't happen again I it all this but also it depends I, i think one thing it's a slippery slope because someone has been discourteous you justify the act that is plain illegal is a slippery slope then if that's the standard you apply you should apply it across the board then you should say had you know justice not been done in this case the beating up would not have happened or then the you know the boycott of muslim shops wouldn't have happened had the first sin not been done that's a slippery slope because whatever 
argument you make, you should be able to replicate that and to another argument. They can't be inconsistent. No, I think cases are different. But so, I think in this no, case, but the logic of it is what I'm saying that because they were discourteous, I should be allowed to create a this thing outside unless you pay me six months. No, people sorry, ask I can't. Three months. No, I can't. They did ask for six months early. Then there was a negotiation. Even three months is no. no my but view, also went back. She said six months. Yeah, that's so what I'm three saying. Three months. Sorry. They, that's what I'm saying. They went back. They initially started with six months. So to me, you're haggling basically. Let's start with one year. We'll get six. Let's start with six. We'll get three. And my point is, if journalists who pelo gyan and tell the world how to run bureaucrat, ye nahi kar raha, judge ye nahi kar raha, arey home minister aise nahi kar rahi, aapko contract padhna nahi aata, aapke aaj hundred advice de rahe ho dunia ko ki ye karo, wo karo. I I just I'm sorry. I I I have sympathy for the fact that people are losing jobs, just like shop clues, just like. Tiranga, just like uh, My Nation, you know, uh, or NDTV, but I have no sympathy if you think let's band as a bunch of bullies and then create a hue and cry that we should be treated different from the, how the world is treated. I can't bat for I that. I think bullies a very extreme word, and I would here blame the employers way more than the employees. I think the blame squarely lies with the sibyls here and not the employees for everything so that's happened. Let me add something over here based on what Abhinandan said. I think one of the reasons, and this was brought up, is you know when you get fired, what makes it traumatic is the fact that nobody gives you any answers. So you come into work and somebody says, "Please give us your laptop," and you're like, "Well, what did I do?" Um, because it's a very personal thing. You know, mm. losing your job, somebody telling that you're no longer required is a very personal thing. It's more than the money. Hmm. it's the fact that somebody's telling you that you are useless you're redundant that is a very difficult thing to take so previously people used to be very polite about these things people would be given an informal notice they would say look man we are not doing well financially start looking for a job nowadays companies and there are very various reasons for that actually do not want to say that so they don't tell their general employees but some people usually with you know some kind of reach they find out before perhaps that this is going to happen and this is a very common thing across the board um so it's just the nature of hr today that you are summarily dismissed and i think a lot of a lot of the anguish comes from the that that abruptness that that lack of closure that people have that's one thing and second is with respect to barkha you know yeah i i recollect her 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 dust up with ndtv i mean for people with her influence i know that the normal you know the the average garden variety news person cannot insist on a contract but all she has to do is basically write it into her contract that's what all the superstar journalists mm. in the us do that i am bringing in this show this show is my ip i mean you i can leave the channel but you can't use that show name anymore that's just something which is written into the contract and If you didn't write it into the contract, well, tough luck. You can't then say, well, you know, why am I not getting six months severance? You know, a superstar like Barkhada, she can basically write anything she wants into her contract. And if she didn't do it, or if she felt at that point of time that she didn't want to negotiate on that, well, this is too late now to to kind of cry over that spilled milk. Anand, I think. Uh... the whole discussion is based on uh, as um, information a kind of information deficit or asymmetry because we don't know the actual clauses of the contract mm. so uh, what was uh, so we cannot establish who is lying uh, both can be so that's one thing uh, second thing is you are right about that journalists th- thinking themselves as a special category and uh, and, and since uh, mm, 
organizing or speaking about issues is their second nature a kind of activist streak is there so uh, that uh, gets an articulation when they are themselves hurt but one uh, anecdotal how useful it is but uh, some of the most vocal figures in indian media about labor laws so if they themselves had an organization they are worst practitioners of labor ethics mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so, so uh, there i worked with someone who is very very vocal about labor laws writes long epw pieces and about labor laws so but once i convinced him that you can not uh, <coughs> you can cut my salary uh, and get give me 10 day leave for my father's illness for attending to my he was very okay with that that okay i will give you 20 days salary not 30 days you can have 10 days so uh, so he was very okay with it but, but it was an extraordinary circumstance for mm-hmm. me to attend to my father uh, but he he is a very uh, eloquent advocate of labor laws and all this so uh, once they had an organization and they have the financial compulsions or uh, the constraints of financial management of resources at their disposal they understand it better mm. so uh, i think both sides should be heard i think mr sibel has also a side to it but one thing that his assurance about two years mm. uh, there would be uh, there was is a talk about uh, assurance of that the channel would run for two years so whether it is documented or not ट But I think one thing to me would be also students who want to become journalists. I think it's a good time to really think about the career choices you're making. There are just too many journalism schools where there too many people are being taught and being trained into becoming journalists, and there are no jobs. There are really yeah. You need to be really. You know, I would advise and people to think twice becoming mismatch, a journalist. Not just demand supply mismatch. I think there is a huge churn happening, and I would predict uh, in the next three years, not just limited to journalism. any cont- content related business is going to undergo such a huge churn um you know i used to run a production house and we used to make tv shows ad films i can tell you how the you know uh, how old are you arnab how old am i i'm 43 okay so we are around the same age so you remember all those uh, those ads the the big the nokia launch ad used to was i mean each ad used to be almost a, uh, it was the budget of a small film prahlad kakkad that guy with the big muchas Pandey Joshi, I don't know what his name is. Mm-hmm. There were all these actors, Shashi Kapoor's son, and Piyush Mishra. Piyush Mishra, and uh, and then there was that uh, guy, uh, uh, those Raymond suiting shirting ads. Those ads are huge budget. Today, I have a lot of friends who used to make ads that were like two crore ad, three crore ads. Like Aditya Birla Group, every year used to make one big ad. Tata Group used to make one big ad. Uh, these. Today everyone's making digital content because Facebook, Google, YouTube have taken over. So those guys used to have like 
staff of 30 40 50 do they have staff of 2 and they get to make like one tucha sa ad of 10 15 20 40 lakh ka every quarter that's it it's wiped out the production house business is wiped out <laughs> ad filmmakers are finished today in when i was young you went to a lintas and uh, h h h t what was it called ek to low lintas tha mudra was a very small one anyway there was the one in gurgaon yeah uh, the two ag- agencies had merged jwt jwt yeah. jwt these big ad agencies now pr companies have more staff than ad agencies an ad agency has staff of 10 a pr company has a staff of 100 your order for films comes from pr companies not from ad agencies pr company will say we want five viral videos budget is bloody <laughs> 20 lakh you know so yeah there's going to be netflix has completely destroyed television production um when i was producing tv shows depending on which channel you're producing for you could get a show of anything from 5 lakh to 15 lakh an episode if you were doing it for discovery netgeo you'd get 15 lakh an episode if you're doing it for desi channel you'd get 5 8 lakhs an episode for production today like 10 years later the budgets have gone down margins nowhere exist and netflix runs the show so but Yeah, by sorry. the way, let me interrupt you here. Netflix is not going to be running this exactly. show. Exactly, so yeah, coming is being disrupted this right now. Been, yeah. Exactly, people are saying the golden days of Netflix are over. Uh, over because HBO, Disney are setting up their own. They say we don't want to, you know, license it out to you. They realize the value of their content. So this whole space is going to be destroyed so badly in the next three to five years. It's not just news professionals. Any content-related business. I mean, the one who can quickly adapt to whatever is happening is going to survive. Otherwise. it's wiped out couple of announcements before we move forward with hafta and then as you know the media rumble is coming to town again the mela rolls in to the india habitat center on the 2nd and 3rd of august we have speakers such as prakash raj shekhar gupta the one and only gulzar jaggi from swaraj prasanna from swaraj that's nidhi razdan vani tripathi who is on the what we incorrectly call the censor board but the board for certification and other such stuff We have Swara Bhaskar. We have Milind Khandekar, the former head of ABP News, who's now doing language for BBC, and he's heading that department. We have Vivian Schiller coming from the US. She has started something called Civil Media, and she was former head of National Public Radio. She has an amazing career and lots to say, and we have lots to learn from her. We have Maziar Bahari, the Iranian-Canadian journalist, on whom a film has been made. We also have film screenings. five different film screenings so all this imagine you can just get for 500 bucks if you come for one day or 800 bucks if you come for two much better than spending that kind of money on a, a, a trashy film no so do come here yeah. you can register at the mediarumble.com i repeat register at the mediarumble.com our detailed two day schedule is also there you can see who's speaking to who on what day what the panels are all about and if you're a news laundry subscriber you get free entry man So yeah, one more reason to subscribe. If you're wondering what films we'll be screening, we'll be screening Rosewater, and that'll be followed by a conversation with Maziar Bahari, who on whose life that film has been made. We'll be screening The Clinton Affair, that showed how unfairly the Clinton affair was covered. We'll be screening Nobody Speak, which is on Netflix, but it's much more fun when you watch it with journalists. And we'll be screening Free Meek, a look at a great injustice on how man's color determined how justice worked. and we'll be screening a film that is yet unreleased in india and it has been voiced by leonardo dicaprio so now let me start with great bong because he is a scientist in one sense i'll just start with my thesis arnab now this chandrayaan you can just tell me if i'm wrong or right 
I have, you know, never understood the value, and I keep understanding that science you get unintended consequences. Research me ye jata hai, wo jata hai. But ek baar ap moon me jaake das baara baar dekhayo, wahan kuch kam ki chiz nahi hai. Pandhrevi baar jaake kuch naya kuch nahi milega. That's why no one's gone to the moon ever since whatever 60s, 70s last time they went. Ki bhai try kar liye kuch nahi ap kahin aur dekhte hain. To ab ham bol rahe hain moon jayenge, ham ye karenge, wo karenge. Is it vanity, or does any actual scientific benefit come from something that has been done other than hum bhi kar sakte main bhi madonna so if you if you look at the history of the if you look at the history of you know man going to the moon it was essentially part of the race between you, you, the erstwhile ussr and the us hmm. so it was considered to be a kind of national objective that pretty much which was non controversial okay so there was nothing about religion nothing about race something which because it was outside the earth uh there was apparently nobody on the moon so nobody there you wouldn't need to ask the opinion of the people who were on the moon so it was something which was essentially non controversial national objective and it was a scientific objective the the reasons that were often touted was that it was an inspiration for the nation and that what kennedy did was you know he brought together that whole mission to the moon brought together a racially divided us now i'm i'm not an expert on that and just regurgitating stuff that i read in new yorker uh, which is what i do most of the time <laughs> anyways so um but with respect to this i i'm i'm more uh, i i actually believe in the unintended the side consequences of of things like the mission to the moon like for for as personally i in my old life used to work with nasa hmm. so uh, i was a contractor essentially i was doing a project with nasa and so um in, in washington dc they have a facility near greenbelt um so what we what they had essentially is because of these missions that they had the highest levels of software engineering and coding that you could think of this was beyond anything that in those days google or facebook had the amount of solid engineering that they had it was because of the fact that the nature it, in order to develop that technology you need basically it cannot be a business related thing there is no business reason why you would spend so much money to do good engineering it comes from basically the deep pockets of the of the us federal government but because they do that that knowledge basically diffuses out so stuff that nasa does kind of diffuses out and become standard practice all over the industry or oh, even so the internet was a creation was a creation it's not us just a product it's just the way they do things that kind of then becomes the norm everywhere so that's what i think is one of the biggest reasons why you should have this kind of mission in which you have to create something which is extremely extremely high confidence so, that's the significance so now the, so those of our listeners who are not aware chandrayaan 2 is basically an indian mission to the moon it's an unmanned vehicle it is a rover type that will go on the moon uh, and uh, that was called off now i'm not sure how much money has been spent on this uh, the last manned mission on the moon was 1972 which was apollo 17 and after that you have said theek hai theri bar aa gaye ab now let's go to the mars ab jab tom hanks film banayega tab thodi hum wah wah karenge tab tak ab yahan kuch kaam ka hai nahi to hum 40 saal baad bol rahe hain bhi main bhi ja raha hu wahan to i matlab kuch karna hi hai to i think i i don't know i'm still trying to figure out why this i mean 72 man they had sent a manned person they walked around came back i just think it is a vanity project 
to make us feel good which takes away from other issues that need to be addressed uh, anand in the pollution jadav debates that were happening anchors were at least saying hum chand pe ja rahe hain dekho pakistan kahan hai uh, yeah, so maybe is, it's to just also does. say like in south asia look at but our life but for those of our listeners <laughs> from pakistan india whenever you are worried about bhai kaun jhoot bol raha hai listen to the bbc podcast the bbc <laughs> podcast very clearly says it's our victory and it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. it is absolutely our victory it's not by indian so i'm just yeah. saying that's the best way to resolve these things Anand on Chandrayaan and all and what I said and then Manisha you can come in on that. No, as Arnab said that it started off uh, as a um, byproduct of Cold War. Mm. So um, apart from the technological impetus, the race was to be f- because Russia had with Yuri Gagarin first entered the space. So the pressure was on US to do something so big that uh, it. Uh, negates anything the USSR had done so that was the international politics impetus but besides that uh, landing on the moon has been acknowledged as 21st uh, 20th century's greatest technological achievement mm. of human race so it is not uh, just uh, was not a national achievement and uh, India also uh, I uh, would be the fourth nation to do so China is already in that space so uh, um, there is an inter- uh, international politics element of that also to have this uh, technological muscle to uh, flex but uh, apart from that uh, uh, I think uh, the, uh, India's uh, contention is that that it is going to explore a side which has not been explored mm. yet the south polar side which uh, which has not been explored it yet and uh, um, also uh, there comes a point where you pursue knowledge for knowledge sake knowledge but for the, that uh, time i think is an indulgence which a rich country can enjoy i'm uh, not sure uh, what else uh, yes uh, so knowledge for knowledge sake uh, that, that is one no, uh, i am also uh, at you share the third world perspective on it of a poor country now i am not advocate of the theory that uh, b should not be done till a has been done or c should not be attempted till, till a and b has been done mm. uh, i think a lot of things can go parallel otherwise uh, means the progress is not such unilinear that you do that after that hmm. you do that so you it can coexist so, coexist. so, uh, so uh, it can be debated but that's my view hmm. but i mean i just the irony hasn't missed me that knowledge for knowledge's sake by uh, a cabinet which does not like to show its degrees and claim degrees that don't seem to have any evidence of in fact even claim yale degrees that was a one week summer course or whatever the fuck it was but yeah that that let, irony is not me sorry go ahead let, let, let me add an anecdote here that again is is not something which i directly heard but in one of my old jobs one of my colleagues he was more embedded into, into nasa and so when chandrayaan one happened uh this this indian group of scientists came to present at one of the internal conferences that nasa has an aerospace conference and he said that the room was absolutely packed everybody wanted to know how did india put do this at such a low budget hmm. and that was like they couldn't believe that this this could be done this was a feat of engineering more than science and he said that the presentation wasn't great in the sense that the slides were just full of text but it, it was good in the sense that it actually told them how they did it 
and people were in general very impressed with how they actually did it at such low rates again mm-hmm. um some people say well that's not really science I-, I absolutely disagree it is engineering and that's not any the less intellectually challenging than pure science well in a sense yeah but i th- again that's not unique for science i mean i can tell you from my industry we were shown shows by channels here here's the show whether it was an igela show whether it was you know a show by that guy who died that chef um you know anthony uh, anthony bordan i mean i can tell you when all these channels launched here like five producers like me were called they said these are shows you want to do them here and we said you know what the budget for these shows are this is yeah 1 million dollars an episode what are we getting 5 lakh and we fucking pull them off everyone does it in india yeah i mean let's be clear it's not unique to these scientists what we create with the resources we created with if you want to compare that to america the only thing that we overspend on is election that is it and i'm talking about parties the amount they spend is the money what those guys spend yeah that is probably the only thing that we like <laughs> other, really other, overspend in otherwise every single thing we pull off at a fraction of the cost but let's see like what if we find something on the south polar region they're also like going to be looking for water traces so i don't know if it results in some discovery that hasn't yes yet, why not okay uh, we like to quickly discuss assam uh, and the flood i mean there's not much to i think um, in fact a former colleague aruna was doing a fantastic series for scroll on these stories from assam on nrc mostly. so those of you who are aware um, there's the nrc uh, registry happening in assam and there's it's difficult for you know a country that has so many uneducated people they don't have data that's kept filing isn't kept not enough paperwork to show that they were citizens so their appeals and then they have to you know prove they are that has completely got screwed by this flood uh, which comes every year in assam and yeah. we ask the same question every, every year, year. how come we never prepared year, I, i just don't understand i mean i'm sure there's some reason why it and can't be six, done and about 60 lakh people have been displaced yeah. and every 60 year lakh. it is huge that's insane the brahmaputra i mean the, it just swells i've seen the brahmaputra in in its full glory my god and it's true you can't see the other side it's like an ocean um so um in in this context I wonder if this whole NRC exercise as a political ploy can can you know be counterproductive to the BJP. I like like you're seeing some reports right now or do you think it will have no impact anywhere anyone wants to take this on or the flood political impact to well we know like they won massively in Assam so yeah, and people did think that it. NRC I don't think so floods is an annual thing and NRC seem to have had no effect on the elections so I really don't think Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah, so for for me, I don't think it will have any ef- effect, as as Mansha said. Um, people there are used to this, and th- generally, this is the Indian stoicism. I don't think that people like to. I mean, this is the fact of life. Um, we in India, we are used to, you know, floods and 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 other different kinds of, you know, natural and man-made malfeasance. um so i don't think no i mean it, the, the nrc is a, it it hits a totally different part of your brain when it comes right. to voting than than floods i don't think that i don't think that anybody is going to uh, you know correlate the two and that's going to have any 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 effect of any significance for the bjp that is an annual occurrence hmm? people have taken into account that two months would be disturbed 
So I don't think that would have any political implication. But it's amazing that with floods and you have it every year and with the large scale displacement that people face this every year, the expectation for some of the most poorest sections to have accurate paperwork for everything to show where they are, where they've been living, where they were born. It's just amazing. Yeah, cool. I, I think it's a tough one. In fact, I'd just like to quickly tie this in with, um, you know, Trump's ec- this thing and Arnab, you could comment on this on a bit, for a bit. Uh, but before that, you know, since we are talking about SAM, you know, that affair against 10 for the poem on a SAM citizenship role, yeah, I think... Yeah, uh, poets, they call themselves. Uh, it's actually very beautiful poetry. I read a few. So, I just think it's tragic that that it has become so routine that people being arrested for writing poetry that is considered anti-national uh, has just become the norm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, at least for one, I'm um, not of the view that this has always been happening, so it's not a big deal. I think it is a big deal because, like I've given this example many times before, when, you know, President <laughs> Trump said, grab them by the pussy, I, I don't know if there was any data showing that pussy grabbing had gone up, but it kind of makes... It mainstreams a certain point of view, and that was demonstrated by the slogans in Trump's rally of "Send her back." Um, for what's her name? Sorry, Arnab. Um, Ilhan Omar. Omar, yeah, I- Ilan, right? The, she was, Ilan, Ilhan Omar. Ilhan. So she had come to uh, U.S. as a refugee when she was a child from Somalia, and she lived in a refugee camp. And then I think she got citizenship at age seventeen, and then just by thirty-four, she was the youngest elected uh, Muslim, a Somalian Muslim, I think. And then um, the, what they call, he calls them the squad, right? The four women of, yes. of, of uh, ancestry, overseas ancestry. And then there was a slogan, send her back, send her back. So I think he's mainstream bigotry like never before. And I think that's what's happening with the otherization. I think Amit Shah also does that very successfully here. And that's deeply problematic. Before I come to the mainstreaming of something that's normal, the fear with which people even post anything now is just getting to me. And I think it's a function of technology also because this is a new first-generation technology. People don't know what to send when they say it, it's too late. In some cases, people say stuff about gender key, I'll come and rape you or whatever. And then they have cases filed and then the same guy's begging, please, Didi, sorry, I did It's clearly, it'll take a couple of generations for people to get used to what you can say just like it took us a while to get used to what you can say in public. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think both the state and the citizen is still negotiating and learning this new space. Uh, any views on this, gentlemen? Yes, yeah, so I, I agree with the thing about social media. I remember Bill Clinton once saying that uh, when he was the president, it was the first time that people started using email. Hmm. And Bill Bill Clinton said that you know people started using email and writing down things in email almost as if they didn't exist. That just because it was E, there was there was no record being kept. And so they started saying ridiculous things over email that they would never say publicly. And Bill Clinton, who was wise enough to realize that, he said, I kept on saying, don't say these things. I don't know how the technology works, but they'll definitely find out. So uh, I think with social media, it's kind of been like that. And and in a way, I, I can say I've been guilty of that myself. I mean, when I started blogging like 14 years ago, um, you know, I didn't know that you know these things live on. That I mm. that 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 people take screenshots, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that you are this is not just you whispering into the darkness. This is you doing a press release. Right. I think everybody now realizes that whatever we post on 
on the internet, it's equivalent to making a press release. And the more influential you are, the more of a press release it is. So you have to be very careful. And you can say, you know, I'm a free press fundamentalist. I can say whatever I want, and that's good. You should not expect sanction from the state, but you should definitely be prepared to be judged for what you say and how you behave online. I mean, that that's also the people have the independence to judge you for that. Now, coming back to where I will disagree with you, Abhinandan, is this I can speak of as and I came to the US in 99 and being a brown skinned man, I, I can claim to be the minority here. And in, in India, it often happens that when people say, ye to ho. this always used to happen, people would say, but you're not a minority. How de- I, how can you say this? You, 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 you don't get to make this call. Well, at least in this case, I do get to make this call because I am a minority in this country and a brown skinned one at that. And I'm no supporter of Trump, but 99 the first, this was the first time that I was in the U.S. as a student. Uh, we went to Macy's Day Parade uh, to watch the Macy's Day Parade. And I remember standing there and there were these two, they were not like, you know, hobos or anything. They were people who were wearing like trench coats. They looked like the Wall Street types. It was a husband and a wife and a small daughter. Hmm. And I remember that this wife tells her husband, he uses like a N-word, but he prefaces with sand, okay? So hmm. sand dash N-word basically hmm. means an Arabic guy. This is okay. before 9-11. This hmm. is before anything else. Hmm. So it says, uh, so we were like three or four desis who had come there to see. It says, those sand dash guys are standing next to us. Let's move away. Okay, right. so this was a very, very well-dressed New York Manhattan lady. They were rich, they were educated, and they said that. And over the years, and again, I, my my experience in the U.S. has been totally been positive overall, I would say. U.S. is in many ways way less racial in terms of its institutions than Europe. I have been to Europe very few times, and I can say that within five days of being in Europe, I have been racially picked out at the airport. It's happened to me in Germany. It's happened to be in Denmark. Um, I've never had that kind of an experience in the U.S. with authorities. I can never say that I ever faced racist in terms of an authority figure. However, I have faced racism on the streets. All Desis have when you've lived in the US for this long. And there has been no correlation between, and this is my personal experience between what Trump has said, and not that I'm supporting Trump, and I I do support the assertion that he is mainstreamizing hate, that these are dog whistles to his base, and we can discuss why he's doing it. There's no, it's, this is not He's just doing it because he's crazy. He's not. He understands these things very well. But I don't think that Trump has, the arrival of Trump has made it worse for foreigners or, you know, people who are visually distinctively foreign to the country than what it was during Obama's time. I haven't seen any No, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, the point I'm actually making is that, like, even here, I don't think, if you see sheer numbers, I mean, he lost the popular vote by, by 3 million votes. So clearly there are more people in the U.S. who disagree with him than agree with him. I mean, like one because of the Electoral College. So in pure numbers, I'm not saying the number of people who are racist will go up. What I'm saying is the people who are racist are emboldened to do things that they would not do because there is social sanction to it. Just like I don't think the arrival of a Modi or a Yogi Adityanath uh, as as positions of authority have increased the number of bigots. But I think the bigots that existed had a certain shame because there was an, 
it was not acceptable to say such things or do such things publicly now they do it and the other side is a little reluctant to say anything back just like the kind of stuff sambit patra says on on uh, nightly news or that swami who comes with one shoulder showing it's called the cold shoulder that sexy outfit he wears with his thick hairy shoulders no, that, that's for a so, different reason i think so i think so, I I think, so when so. they do that, that so when they they embolden the already existing racists who wouldn't just like many people who i have known all my life i did not know their views today i do because what they could not say earlier they feel that they can say today now i don't think that great person he always had that but ek sharam thi ki boss aisi cheeze nahi bolte lekin ab unko bolne mein koi tamiz nahi hai kyunki ab bol sakte hain kyunki aapke leaders hi bolte hain and that that's what i'm saying it has done that but sorry coming to I, I, yeah sorry go ahead i would disagree with that based on my own experience so i would say well some of it when you talk about sambit patra or you talk about the you know the the hate on social media some of that is not because people have changed but because it is the very nature of social media and television so for the sambit patras and all you know unless they are outrageous uh they will not be invited back on the channel so they are there to make a spectacle of themselves and they do whatever it is that works in that case in that respect they're very similar to trump it's the exact same thing that drives trump because if there's one thing that trump understands he understands reality tv and how to keep yeah. people hooked to the television True. so that's the reason why that's that's so what you see as the mainstreamizing of hate is essentially a function of uh 24/7 television and the pervasiveness of social media i personally think that i used to hear a lot of bigoted things too when i was growing up at at targeted at different people at women minorities but they would be discussed in you know weddings you know but it, nobody took screenshots there was nobody did a save as people would say things and then they would go to the line and have you know uh, biryani so it's not that it changed it's just that now you have whatsapp you can take your thought and send it out to a thousand people instantly then you could only say this to the next uncle sitting next to you so that i think has changed i don't think that people's behavior has essentially been modified and i'm using the word modified intentionally here by you know the sanction what you're saying is that that's a, that that the bjp government or trump is providing some kind of sanction i i don't buy that personally anand manisha your views i think i've seen that the change in behavior i do hmm. think that a lot of friends and family say things that i wouldn't hear them say earlier so i do think there's a certain acceptability to saying bigoted things or making comments i would say that and in the us maybe like maybe the experience of black people or muslims would because trumps Trump loves Hindus, so I don't know how much Hindus. How much Hindus? I don't think I turned around from the other because no, uh, I mean, in the video they said is, I'm a Rohingya. The fact is, man in the street can't recognize a Hindu. Can't recognize. No, but, but he said, where, people, "Where is Rohingya?" You saw that. He said, "Where is Rohingya?" I think I would be keen on knowing, like uh, what you're saying about um, in the US. I'd be keen on knowing uh, what black people feel about. I mean, mm. do they also feel that there's been more racism because of Trump or more mainstreamizing of racism? हाँ जी आनंद देर लॉट ऑफ टॉपिक्स इंटरटवाइंड इन दिस सोशल मीडिया बिगेट्री एंड लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स यू सी द आइडिया ऑफ रेसिज्म और द आइडिया ऑफ बिगेट्री और से आइडिया ऑफ हेट और लव प्रीसीड्स द पर्सन हु इज डिसमिनेटिंग इट और हु इज एक्ज ऑफ इट 
so uh, if you say uh, you have already an idea of racism before you encounter racist comment so there is also a tendency to apply that template and there is a label uh, the label is taking a spree so social media is very keen on that uh, to uh, attack label if so if when you use adjectives before uh, describing a person i think your logic is weakened so uh, yes some statements may be racist some may not be so circumstances overall you if you give a personality judgment uh, for me it does not cut much much eyes he may be uh, what you call racist in some i'm not talking of trump he may be i don't know mm. i'm talking about social media in general mm. so uh, that is uh, the same level can come to uh, come back to you also in different circumstances means mm. uh, that, that 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 is uh, one thing second is as i in the earlier podcast also said that uh, the um, india as well as us and is going through same, same conflict that with what have said that constitutional patriotism and uh, the, and constitutional patriotism does not explain everything that why that patriotism should end with territoriality of a national boundary so that constitution does not explain that uh, cultural identities or uh, different notions of nationhood in different people explain that's that is why the both will run parallel in cyclic orders no one and uh, none of these two or neither of these two would become irrelevant both would coexist so that, that is uh, another part of it hmm. uh the refugee thing again same in the asham in asham also the hindu refugees the history of it the political action of today and the history of it is also very quite complex so uh, that has uh, that has also to be read in totality okay so I see. Before we close this, uh, Arnab, you have anything to add to this discussion before we move on to the next last? Yeah. So the so the reason the thing that I would want to add is that you know there there's a very difference. You know, racism is of course an extremely complex uh, political and social construct. So I mean, we don't have the time to go into the depths of it. But there's a very difference in you know Mansha said about you know black Americans. So what Trump is trying to do isn't I mean, when they say he's racist, he's trying to define. um is trying to define a notion of a nation okay and um it, it is it is the brown skinned person who's really outside that notion of a nation okay it's not african americans in terms of trump um it is i mean and and for the racist they don't make any distinction between you know hispanic guy sikh guy a muslim guy hindu guy it doesn't matter all of us are brown skinned so the primary focus and again this 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 attack comes in multiple ways so people who are mexicans hispanics are seen to have taken people's jobs hmm. indians are seen to are seen to have taken people's jobs so these are people who are coming in and virtually kicking you in the stomach um this is not this is the pervasive uh sentiment of trump land okay so has trump enabled racism against african americans indirectly the way they do it is by cutting away so if you look at the record of trump it has been extreme it has cut away social benefits 
And the people who benefit from social benefits are, of course, African-Americans. So their racism against African-Americans is manifested not through their messaging, but through their policies, which basically cut away at what they have come to get from the state. So, yes, they're racist, but in a slightly different way for African-Americans. Right. So I have an email. After that, uh, I'd just like to discuss Kangana Ranawat in a bit and anything else that anyone on the panel wants to discuss. I had predicted something. It has you turned guys discussed out her last week though, I'm sure. We did. Yeah, we did discuss her last week when she had gone on that rant. So Shurveer Singh says, Hi Abhinandan, this is regarding the discussion about surveillance cameras in schools in the last hafta. Surveillance cameras are not the best apparatus to ensure the safety of kids at school. The idea that the only way to facilitate safety is to be constantly under inspection instills paranoia and mistrust in kids. And even worse, it argues for a surveillance state, state that devalues privacy. It also, it's also dangerous because it provides a false sense of security. Kids are most often hurt by people they already know and have chosen to trust. A large number of them are abused at home by relatives, by friends or by close family members. The best way to protect kids is to provide them with a support system. In most Indian schools, there is dearth of counsellors, therapists or any support system where kids can be open about their grievances. Columbine massacre in America was recorded by all the cameras in schools, but not one of those had the ability to prevent it. Only a school and parent who took these grievances seriously could have stopped it. Indian parents hardly ever talk about any challenges that kids face at school other than grades. So while this idea of CCTV cameras will quench the fears of many neurotic parents, I'm sure it won't make a big dent in the safety of their kids. I just finished reading a great book called The Gift of Fear by Gavin D. Pecker, which explains how to accurately predict and minimize violence in all walks of life. I suggest everyone who is enthusiastic about not dying, read it. Regards, Shurveer Singh. Thank you, Shurveer, for that very uh, eloquent uh, email. Uh, thank you for sharing your views. Like, you know, I was in favor and I still kind of am of the cameras. I think Manisha was against them. Uh, and any of you are subscribers, thank you. Oh, so she wasn't here, sorry. Uh, so those of you uh, uh, who want to share your views, do write in to contact at newslaundry.com. Thank you for sharing your views. And we really appreciate all your emails that come in because they're so, so, you know, well argued, your points of view. So yeah, do uh, you have any views on this, uh, Arnab? Before I move on, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that letter that uh, that you just read out. I mean, mm. almost hundred percent. I think. Also, as a kid, I wouldn't want to be recorded at school. I think there is a <laughs> yeah. role of cameras in terms of physical security, which you might have a camera at the entrance and the exit of schools to make sure that people don't get in. But for purely for a secure, a perimeter security reason. That is the only reason why I could think of cameras. But if the objective is to like monitor the way you know children are behaving in class, then it is, and I absolutely agree that it kind of makes people grow up with an expectation of this, you know, of being surveillance. And that it, it, that's the norm. I mean, when you're in school, when you have 24-7 surveillance, you become used to always being on camera. And I do not want children to always uh, be under, I think they're under immense pressure, um, some of it made by themselves, in, in being in this, in this social media world and always being visible. This is just one level of complexity, which I don't think anybody should have to deal with. All right. So now I'll just close. Anand, you start because you are a big fan of Kangana. I know because I saw I saw <laughs> Kangana poster near your desk. So <laughs> really, <laughs> you believe anything I say? I'm a journalist. You shouldn't. 
no i'm not i'm lying i'm not even a journalist uh, but i was 20 years ago but um okay i had predicted that when she had gone on this rant that those who criticize me are anti national basically now people use anti national you just kind of uh, and manu of course Uh, Anand's, you, you know, who he loves Manu. Manu, of course, I think does a lot of stuff just to be provocative. Said that she was everyone's darling till she became, uh, she she became a Modi fan. Of course, I have never liked her from day one, and I used to keep arguing on on, on awful and awesome about that. But I think um, the Times of India today, Delhi Times, has carried a two-page interview of hers. So boycott, boycott, could Tata bye bye. हाँ वो तो पैसे देंगे ना Delhi Times is advertorial. पैसे ना भी देंगे. अगर कंगना जैसी स्टार एक किसी बेचारे आउट ऑफ वर्क जर्नलिस्ट को बोल के बोलती है इधर मैं तुझे एक्सक्लूसिव दे दूंगी और बोलता है सर मैम एडिटर मुझे कंगना एक्सक्लूसिव दे रही है वो दो पेज आराम से दे देंगे वी आर इन अ टाइम्स विद विच मीडिया सो पोलराइज नो वन इज स्टैंडिंग अप फॉर एनी वैल्यू दैट यू हैव टू शो रिस्पेक्ट इट इज नन ऑफ दिस शिट कैन वर्क दैट वॉज वट आई प्रोडिक्टेड दिस विल गॉट नो वेयर पॉइंटलेस बॉयकॉट जिसको नहीं पसंद राइट बैड अबाउट है जिसको पसंद राइट गुड अबाउट है बॉयकॉट का इज अ पॉइंटलेस एक्सरसाइज आई हैव बिन प्रूव राइट इट इज अ कम्प्लीटली पॉइंटलेस एक्सरसाइज यू कैन नॉट बॉयकॉट सच अ बिग स्टार आई रेम बाई डोट नो टेक दैट जर्नलिस्ट नेम इन द आई थिंक दिस वॉज टू थाउजेंड टू थाउजेंड थ्री अटल जी वॉज नॉट गिव अ बाइट टू एनी वन आई मीन यू कुड नॉट एंड आउट ऑफ द ब्लू अटल जी यूज टू गो टू ओटी मनाली वेर डी को मनाली जाते थे ना वो छुट्टियों पर आउट ऑफ द ब्लू अ पर्टिकुलर जर्नलिस्ट गॉट अ बाइट ऑफ अटल जी Where Atal ji came and he had, I think he commented on uh, maybe on on Mamta having withdrawn. He 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 made and was like red and bugged that everyone is quoting Atal ji. Now he had nothing of consequence to say. A particular journalist who was only known for not doing any stories ever <laughs> was called Atal ji. Bite denge. Of course he he'd reach happily with his camera. Bite de di. Jo bolna bol dije. Bas bite de di. Chale jao wapas. I'm not a so I'm, let me put it this way I'm a fan of Kangana's acting I'm not a fan of Kangana the personality mm. so I've always maintained that she's a very good actor but yeah she's yeah. Spect- the, the, the she's other things I'm not a fan of um so if, if with with Kangana it's interesting in the sense that she's she's always kind of you know this is this is a standard part I I I think this is a little bit sideways to what you're talking about but this is more about kangana is that there is always this cause you know whether it be feminism now nationalism and if you attack kangana you attack that cause mm. and she's done this before then she you know jumped on to the modi bandwagon she lost some of her old sympathizers gained a huge fan club and this is all fun because this is just goes to show and i and i applaud her for that that she knows how to play the media mm. which is good uh, again it doesn't mean that i respect that part of her but i understand the reason why somebody would want to do that in this day and age now coming back to this boycott i think it was extremely silly i think as you said nobody can expect that one of the top you know one of the top actresses uh, top actors mm. don't use the gender the gender on specific term but one of the biggest stars in, in in the hindi film industry um basically the power is with her you know right. if she wants to talk 
she gets to talk. If she wants to speak, there will be people lining outside her door. I remember mm-hmm. Amitabh Bachchan at one point of time, and I betray my age at this. You know, you yes. talked about Atal Vihari Vajpayee. Amitabh Bachchan is my Atal Vihari Vajpayee. <laughs> so Amitabh Bachchan, because of some uh, news items that had been carried about yes. him and some other actress whose name we all know, hmm. um, decided to boycott the, uh, the press yeah. at that point of time. And this was a huge deal. And, you know, not being able to get Amitabh Bachchan's bites was, you know, was a huge deal in those days. And then guess what led to him again speaking to the media was when he made his comeback Mm. and his movies were not doing well. And so he had to himself go and talk to the media. This is exactly the inverse of that case. It's whoever has the power that has to decide what a boycott is. नेपोटिज्म figure of a very small uh, world but an establishment figure of a larger political world yeah. so that uh, conflict is, uh, is is she has not uh, been able to reconcile with that means that is on that note we shall end with recommendations from our panel but before the recommendations i have a quick announcement We have a new NL Sena project that is News Laundry Sena that keeps news independent and free. This Sena project, first of all, thank you all who contributed to the last few Sena projects. We came up with some great ground reports on those and hopefully those shall win some awards, some more awards as we go forward. As you know, we won a Red Ink award this year. Thank you. Uh this one is on who owns your media. We are doing like a deep dive this doesn't require going from location to location but this requires going through the filings with the ministry of corporate affairs of various media houses how those patterns have changed are those up to speed then checking with other sources is that the correct holding pattern because who owns your media has a big impact on how you know stuff is covered in the news so the target for that is 350000 we would like to raise that money so that we can get a completely up to speed who owns your media chart going those of you who have been following us from the beginning would remember we had done this when we were just launched but there's so many more media houses now so we need to do that so let's start with arnab who has very kindly agreed to stay up so late and join us from la as my mama would say beta la nahi aaya to maine kaha mainu nahi aaya la so what recommendation do you have that will enrich the lives of our listeners so uh, i would recommend people watch super deluxe it just came on netflix um i felt it was if you for if for those of you who like the quentin tarantino style of filmmaking with a lot of references i i didn't get a lot of the references because i guess they were very very chennai specific but i could understand that references were being made and if you like those kinds of plots where you have like four plots being interwoven with each other and you have no idea that something in this plot line will impact something in the other plot line i think it's i think it's pretty it's I would hesitate to use the word brilliantly perhaps because there were parts of it where I felt that it kind of went down the beaten path but overall there was one storyline one thread about uh, this uh, young boy who's you know whose father leaves the family and just vanishes for 6 years and he comes back he comes back he's changed into a woman 
So he's basically, mm. uh, you know, changed his gender identity. I thought that whole that whole plot thread was one of the most amazing things that I have I can recall having seen, you know, in recent memory. I think it was just brilliantly done. Arand, your recommendation for the week? Okay. Well, there is a co- uh, last or uh, the week previous to that. Um, there was a cover story in Open by Rahul Pandita about IS modules in India. Mm. So that would be one recommendation. Second is a piece of Hindi poetry by Nagarjun about the rainy season, particularly in the hills. So it it is one of the most influential seasonal poetry in Indian literature. It's titled Badal Ko Ghirte Dekha Hai. I see. Thank you, Anand. Manisha, you have any recommendations? Um, yes. One piece uh, headline the debt of the working class reporter. Journalism is becoming an elite profession and that's bad news. So mm. I think it, a lot of it applies to India also. I'd like to suggest since um, uh, I'd also like to suggest this movie Kumbalingi Nights which is on Amazon Prime. It's a really lovely movie. And another piece by Anuradha of the Hindu where she speaks of the necessity for a beat reporter to loiter around. This is in the context of the finance ministry quarantine where journalists are not allowed to go into the ministry without a prior appointment. I see. Uh, before I give my recommendation, I'd just like to tell you while we're recording this, there's a commotion happening in the Karnataka Assembly. There are chants in the Karnataka Assembly of go back governor, down down governor. I don't know if the governor has reached the assembly. But meanwhile, the speaker is saying he will meet the governor to explain the present situation which is be people are shouting and sleeping and generally creating a ruckus. Has he quit? Has he announced his No, he hasn't resigned. So okay. no one's resigned yet. So there's all this happening. So by the time this has been uploaded, it's too complex now. So I have two recommendations. One is a podcast, Should We Recycle? It's NPR Planet Money by Sarah Gonzalez. A fascinating story. And I think every journalist should listen to this podcast of how recycling actually started. Recycling started because of a hyperactive media. Um, It's really interesting. I mean, although something good came out of it, but it was sensationalism that led to it. A barge that had trash on it that was going from city to city on the coast in the US trying to dump trash and there were people landing up saying, you cannot dump your trash here. Uh, And the person telling the story, the character is brilliant. So I think it's a journalist's dream if you can get a story like that and a character like that you got to come up with something brilliant and which is what I think we should all aspire to it's a podcast the second piece I would recommend is in the New Yorker it's called A Racist in the White House by David Remnick and uh, a particular line in this uh, talks about that those who have been justifying his bigotry saying it's it's not really him it's just a part and you know I justified their support today have to own up to this because the signs are very clear. And I think this applies to a lot of politicians in India who may have various sides, but the bigoted side has been demonstrated and displayed in its, all its ugliness way too often. So when the shit hits the fan, I think, at least for me, it won't cut it when they say, but that is not what I had voted for. Um, I, I think that is a weak defense. On that note, thank you so much for joining us. May I again remind you to pay to keep news free. If you have any feedback to give, mail us at contact at News Laundry and our phenomenal producer Karthik will decide whether that mail will find its way into my inbox or not. This podcast has been recorded by Anil. If you have any abuse to leave, you can leave it on Manisha Pandey or Anand Vardhan's Twitter timelines. They're both on Twitter and I think they are not getting trolled enough. But if you have anything nice to say, you can leave it on my Twitter timeline. But if you have anything significant to say, contact at newslaundry.com in the subject line, Hafta.
I will leave you with this song that is in celebration of the rains, the most beautiful time of the year. And Delhi is beautiful during the rains. If and the air is breathable. The air is breathable and it's just so green. It's it's lovely. It's beautiful. So do come to Delhi when it's raining. Take a come walk in the rain. Come to Media Rumble. Oh yes, come to Media Rumble. And if it rains, we'll run in the park outside the hall in the rain. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Arna, for joining us. I must say... Thank you for I, having me. I really enjoy the conversation with you. I don't know why we can't do this more often. And maybe next Media Rumble, let's get Arnab to speak. I think you'll be... A, I, I like the clarity in your delivery and thought. Thank you. Until next time, bye-bye. Good night. Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.